Hello and welcome to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, K-beauty expert, founder of Style Story, where you can shop, learn and explore the world of Korean skincare and, of course, your guide to what is going on in the world of K-beauty. Now, this week, I have a little bit of juicy news for you for this week's news headlines, and that is because LG Household and Healthcare has been in a bit of a battle against Tony Moly. Basically, what's happened is LG Household and Healthcare used Tony Moly of stealing a particular design that they were using on their Belief products from the brand Belief, B-E-L-I-F, rather. Uh, And what they have on those products is a particular design that's basically like a bar gras that shows uh, the ingredients in it. And Tony Moly, a couple of years back in 2019, launched under a new brand or a different brand, one of the brands that Tony Moly owns. It's called Dr. O'Kim's. They launched a product called Sucrathenol Recover Cream. And what they had on that product was they were marking the ingredients also using a bar graph. So it was a design element, I guess you could say, that LG Household and Healthcare was trying to say they ripped that off us and were using this on their product. Now, when I saw this, I had to go away and have a look at both of the products because I was like, well, hold on a minute. I have seen heaps of Belief products, but I don't necessarily think that that is the defining feature of their products design or anything. And so I went away and had a look and I was like, okay, I can see what they're talking about. And then I went, a look and, uh, went away and had a look at the Dr. O'Kim's cream, the Recover cream. And I'm going to be honest, I actually don't think that they look that similar at all. Uh, Certainly not enough to cause confusion or certainly not to the point that I'd be thinking that the Dr. O'Kim's cream is a belief product. Anyway, I'll pop links in the show notes down below, but essentially that's what LG Household and Healthcare was arguing. And this went all the way, this has been going on for a few years, this court case, and essentially they've lost the claim. And it turns out that the reason why is because the judge, similarly to myself, didn't think that the design was likely to cause confusion among Korean consumers between the two brands. So as a result of that, LG lost. Uh, But this is a kind of thing that you will see happen again and again across multiple different industries. You know, people arguing that uh, X, Y, or Z product looks really similar to another, the branding or design or something like that, or even the the actual product itself is just like a ripoff. There's a very well-known supermarket chain uh, in Australia that does basically spoofs. I don't even think it's fair to call them jigs, but uh, dupes, but rather just like really cheap versions of some of the top trending beauty products. I think they've done a version of La Prairie. They've done a version of Glow Recipe, and they sell them for really, really cheap. Like we're talking maybe like five or six dollars. Uh, so, you know, that is uh, not uncommon across a lot of industries, but it is a little bit unusual to see it end up in a court case. Obviously, LG Household and Healthcare felt really strongly about this and felt that their brand was maybe in danger as a result of Tony Moly's Dr. O'Kim's brand using this particular design component. 
But in the end, the judge just thought that, you know, really, in any of these cases, what they're looking at is whether the products are so similar that it will cause confusion among consumers, believing that they're buying one product when it's, uh, you know, actually another brand's product. Basically trading off the good name that one brand has built for itself, the reputation that it has built for itself, and then, you know, the, the second brand comes along and just sort of slides on through because they're confusing consumers. So this wasn't a case like that. There is one brand on the market at the moment, and I'm not going to name the brand, uh, but if you are familiar with Cosar X, you will know that when they first launched, they had a very, very particular style of design that they were using for all of their bottles and really sort of minimalist uh, logos and uh, fonts that they were using. And there is another brand on the market at the moment that, in my opinion, is very, very similar. And I'm not the only one that thinks that. If, if uh, you've ever seen that brand, you'll probably know who I'm talking about. But that is something I see all the time in the comment sections of the second brand is, oh my gosh, I thought this was COSRX. And it's not. So this is the kind of thing that can happen, whether on purpose, whether by accident, uh, but I just thought I would share that one with you because that one uh, was in the news, has been in the news as it's been going through the, the court case. But in this particular instance, marking the ingredients in a bar graph for the Dr. O'Kim's product was not uh, held to be infringing on the belief design. So it looks like Tony Molly is in the clear. Uh, for now. So there you go. That was in the news this week. Now, the other thing that I have been seeing pop up a little bit is that a couple of the Amore Pacific brands are getting a little bit of a brand identity update. Innisfree is one of them. So in the case of Innisfree, they're not only updating the brand identity, it's a more minimal branding. Uh, it's quite different, actually, from their old branding. And look, a lot of these brands do update themselves, you know, every 10 or so years, but this one's definitely trending towards the more uh, minimalist uh, in terms of font, in terms of logo, even the, pr the placement of the words on the bottles. They've also updated their beloved green tea seed serum. And the new version now has hyaluronic acid in it. And so it's the, the name has also changed slightly uh, as well. So this is one of the most popular of all of the items from Innisfree's collection. They've sold over 30 million bottles. Uh, Solwasu has also modernized and updated their packaging for the first time ever. They've actually removed the Hanja, the Chinese characters, off their products as well. And I was reading in the headlines some suggestions that this has been a very purposeful change because Solwasu in particular is moving its focus away from the Chinese market and trying to become more global and international. There's obviously been a lot of issues for Korean companies in the Chinese market pretty much for the last six or seven years. Like, I'm not even going to lie. There's been political things. We've had COVID. There's been a lot of lockdowns and whatnot that have just had a really big impact on the export figures and numbers and sales figures as well for a lot of brands. So this was a very purposeful change. So Solar Su and Innisfree are obviously both under the Amore Pacific umbrella, uh, which also includes uh, Laneige, a whole lot of different brands. Amore Pacific pretty much owns most of the K-beauty products that most people are familiar with. Uh, so uh, this seems to be a little bit of a trend at the moment. 
Uh, you'll have to go and check out the new packaging. Let me know what you think. Some people have been messaging me already, their thoughts. Uh, some people are not really feeling it. Other people are massive fans of the products like the green tea serum, so I don't think they care what what packaging it comes in, but you'll have to let me know. Uh, do you like it? Do you not like it? Um, yeah, come and find me. I am hanging out on Instagram at lauren.kbeauty. Uh, you can email me or the team uh, via admin at stylestory.com.au, and I know a lot of people like to get in touch via email, so Anyway, you would like to hit me up and let me know your thoughts, I would be happy to hear. And that brings me on to this week's question of the week, which was from one of my Instagram followers, Hannah from Sweden. And Hannah had a question about psoriasis and K beauty. Uh, and she said, Hi, Lauren, just discovered your podcast as I was curious about Korean skincare for years, but didn't even know where to start. I think I already managed to listen to a third of your podcast just in a couple of days. Uh, so first of all, a huge thanks for making K-Beauty less scary. A question. I suffer from psoriasis, mainly on my scalp, but recently it started appearing on my back. I already made a list of ingredients based on your rosacea episode, but since I can't find a K-Beauty product specifically for psoriasis, I was wondering if I can use a serum essence, toner, or any of the other categories to treat these spots, maybe an eye cream. I'd really love to hear what you think. Now, back to listening. So thank you very much to Hannah for this question. Uh, and you probably might have picked up, if you've been listening to the show for a while, that there are a couple of uh, skin conditions, things like psoriasis, rosacea, and eczema. And it's not always easy to find Korean beauty products for them or products that claim to treat them. And there is a very good reason for that, and that is that they are medical skin conditions. So the only products that will likely cure or are able to treat these products, uh, these conditions rather, in many cases are medical products. And that's why it's going to be hard to find general Korean beauty skincare, especially for them. Uh, the reason is that these kind of products are usually only going to be available with prescription here in Korea. If you have a, uh, a condition like rosacea, you would go to your dermatologist here in Korea and they can prescribe you a course of medication that you would then, you would take your script to the pharmacy, uh, have the pharmacist fill it and you'll be, you know, on the medication for three weeks or a month or however long and go back and the doctor will check you again and see if it's working. That's basically how it works here for all of those things, for eczema, for rosacea, psoriasis. Uh, rosacea, interestingly enough, is not actually a very common condition here. It's a far more common condition in Caucasian women and usually women in their middle age as well. Uh, so that's just a little bit of a, an, an interesting cultural difference. It's not to say that you can't be treated for it here. You definitely can, but it's not as common here in Korea as it is in other countries. So that's the reason why if you've been doing a little bit of Googling around or trying to find specific products for any of these kind of skin conditions, it's going to be a little bit harder. What K-Beauty can offer that will be very useful for a lot of these skin conditions is deep hydration. And for a lot of these things, that can really help with the dry skin, the cracked skin, the issues that you are having with your skin barrier. So rather than go out and try and look for psoriasis products, 
I would try and look for products that can assist with some of the symptoms that you are experiencing when you get your your psoriasis or your eczema or your rosacea, whatever it is. These are non-medical products. These are things that you won't need a prescription for. Uh, There are lots and lots of great products on the market for that, things with ceramides, things with oatmeal, things with hyaluronic acid, all of those kind of things. Uh, Centella is a really, really popular one here, has been trending for years, and that is because it can be really great, particularly for any kind of things that have caused damage to the skin if you are having a sensitive barrier sensitive skin, redness, all of those kind of things. And Teller can be really good for it. Uh, And as with most of these, particularly when the skin is broken or open or itching or anything like that, you're going to want to avoid products that have fragrance or essential oils in them. Any of the fragrance ingredients, just keep it really, really simple. Uh, So that is, I guess, the answer to your question in terms of like the kind of things that would be uh, prescribed here, in addition to like actual medication, your antibacterial creams, anti-itch creams, uh, medical grade centella creams. There are sometimes products like that that are making medical grade claims. That's how we treat it here in Korea. But you're probably not going to be able to get your hands on stuff like that outside of going to a doctor here in Korea, getting a prescription and taking it to a local pharmacy. So if you happen to be suffering from any of these conditions and you are based here in Korea, go to your local pibukwa, to your skin clinic, and just have a chat to the doctor and talk through it. But that is basically the process. That is how they will um, you know, manage your condition. Sometimes if you go to the nekwa, the internal medicine clinic here, they can give you some of this type of stuff. But in most cases, the quickest, easiest, and best way is to just go to your local skin clinic have a chat to your doctor, and then they will get you started on a course. If it is more serious or you end up, you know, with, I don't know, maybe an infection or an added problem or whatnot, they might send you to one of the university hospitals here in Korea, the bigger hospitals that have a dermatology specialist in the hospital itself, and they will run additional tests and they can do sort of more in-depth analyses if you need it. But that's the general way it works here in Korea. So hopefully that was interesting. Uh, and if you do have a question that you would like answered either by me or on the show, just feel free to get in touch. I am always happy to hear from you guys with all of your K-beauty questions. All right. So we have a couple of new releases on Style Story at the moment. And one that I know is going to be very popular is the Laneige Lip Mask Trio. It is a set of three of the brand's best-selling flavors, berry, grapefruit, and apple lime. So you can get to try them all in little 8-gram tubs. Uh, This is obviously one of their best-selling products globally. It has a nice gentle formula with a really waxy texture that warms up and spreads when you apply it onto your lips. Uh, so this is just a cult favorite product. If you've been wanting to branch out and try some other flavors, I guess, and work out which is your favorite, this is a really good way to do it. The other new release that I will introduce you to today is one of our new sets. So we've actually put together a bunch of new sets. If you go and check out our website, we've got uh, a section for sets on our website and you get a, quite a decent discount off buying all the products individually as well. This set is the five-step K-beauty set. Basically contains everything you need for a complete Korean beauty skincare routine, 
uh, and includes some of our best-selling products. So we're not just popping in products that don't sound <laughs> to get rid of them. These are actually some of our best sellers and some of the ones that we get consistently great feedback on so that if you only buy five, you will have the best. Uh, and we're also giving you 30% off the retail price of buying each of them separately as well. So to start off with, we've got a sorbet textured antioxidant-rich cleansing balm. Uh, cleansing balms are a great way to easily remove your sunscreen, makeup, or excess sebum without pulling or tugging at your skin. You won't need to use any makeup devices. You won't need to use those cleansing devices or anything like that to get your makeup off. It'll literally just melt away. Followed up by a beautifully foaming powder style cleanser. Uh, we've also got in there a detoxifying and brightening pore minimizing face mask with its own little brush kit. We have a two-in-one toner and essence and then a soothing moisturizer, which is actually our Jellyco Bubble Tea Steam Cream, the number one best-selling product on our entire website. So this is a really, really great set if you're looking to try a bunch of products. And better yet, if you buy this one, you'll automatically qualify for free shipping as well. So that is a massive bonus. Uh, so jump over and have a look if you are looking for something to get started, not quite sure wh what to try, what to buy. Uh, these are just guaranteed hits. You will love all of them, I'm sure. They are very, very popular products. And just to back that up, let's if we actually go and have a look at some of the latest Korean beauty product reviews that have been left on the site. I can see uh, reviews here for most of them. Uh, so the first one was a five-star review for Jellico Bubble Tea Steam Cream, and our reviewer said, it really is deliciously moisturizing. Hands down, one of the best creams I've used. It glides over the skin so smoothly, absorbing quite easily, and doesn't leave a shiny cast. The texture of this cream is what I love about it. It's soft and lightweight enough for summer, but thick enough for winter. I expected it to smell like bubble tea. Instead, of it was more of a subtle coconut scent, which I do not mind. Definitely repurchasing this. So thank you very much to our reviewer uh, and to everyone else that's left your reviews. We've got two other new ones here as well. We've got a five-star review for Subi Bear Skin Balm. And this reviewer said, one of the best I've tried. I've tried a lot of cleansing balms and this is the best. I love its thick balmy texture that breaks down my makeup and sunscreen so well without stinging my sensitive eyes. Love it. And the last one we had for this week was for Subi Powder Cleanser. Our reviewer said, so, with quite a few O's, good. <laughs> this powder cleanser is great. You only need a small amount to get a beautiful, soft foam. It's not drying on my skin. It lasts a really long time. So thank you very much to all of our review reviewers. I always love reading your reviews. Some people are really funny, actually, when uh, they write their reviews. Uh, so. Thanks for always giving us, our team, a, a good chuckle. Uh, and we do. We love reading your thoughts. It's really interesting to know what you like about a product and how you're using it as well. Uh, I'm a skincare nerd. I need to know these things. <laughs> so for this week's recommendation of the week, now this is a new show. It just launched on Netflix uh, and I saw it pop up in the like suggested feed for things you might like. And I'm not 100% sure if they're going to be showing it in other countries outside Korea. I don't know. But 
I thought I would introduce it just in case they do, because this is a really interesting show. It's called Kyoron Maigo Dongo, which means not marriage, living together. Uh, that's like the, the translation. And what it is, it's a Korean reality TV show about couples that are choosing to live together but not get married. And traditionally in Korea, that has been very frowned upon. It's kind of not the done thing. It's far more common for people to wait until they get married and then move in and live together for the very first time. Uh, and, you know, if people were living together, say, living in sin, as we used to call it in Australia back in the day, without getting married, uh, you know, you'd keep it a bit hush-hush. You maybe wouldn't go and tell everyone. Uh, I, I even met a girl a few years ago when I was studying uh, Korean language. Briefly, I did a semester at Sorgung University, and one of the girls that I was doing it with, she was living with her boyfriend, who was Korean, uh, and his mum didn't know, so she had to, like, hide all her stuff. Anytime the mum was like, oh, I'm coming over for a visit, she had to basically make herself scarce, pretend she wasn't there, pretend she didn't live there. Uh, so that's pretty much the way it used to be. People would either hide it from their parents altogether, or if their parents knew, they would hide it from other people because it wasn't really socially acceptable. And, you know, that is changing these days. People have a whole lot of reasons why they don't necessarily want to marry someone, but maybe they do want to live together with them and, you know, save money on rent. Rent is crazily expensive at the moment. Uh, so this show, I think I'm up to maybe the fourth episode of it. I've just been, like, watching one a night. Um, really, really enjoying it. It's really interesting um, because especially if you come from a different culture where living together before marriage is not really that big of a deal, it's it's interesting to see just the cultural differences uh, and, you know, the reaction of other people, of their families and friends to them living together, how they live together. Uh, very voyeuristic. Uh, I'm really enjoying this show. Like I said, I'm not 100% sure if this is going to be on Netflix everywhere. You'll, you guys will have to let me know if it is available where you are. And I'm not 100% sure what they're going to call it in other languages. Something around not being married but living together, <laughs> you would think, but I'm not sure. Uh, so keep a lookout for that. It will probably be available on some other streaming services, I would assume, as well. Uh, but yeah, that is a very, very interesting one. It has caught my attention. I've been really enjoying it. Uh, there are some interesting couples on the show, particularly if you have watched other Korean reality TV shows in the last couple of years. Some of the people that are coming out on this show have been on other dating and reality TV shows recently. So you will definitely recognize a couple of the faces from uh, the show. But yes, that is my recommendation for the week. If you are looking to get into a little bit more Korean TV, uh, I am going to finish up today's episode here and I will be back in your ears shortly. Until then, I'll see you on Star Story. 